Welcome back to One Winning Pod, where we're talking about the Steelers game, having to go to Akershire Stadium, which will always be Heinz Field in my heart, and I think Steve's as well. And of course, we do have Steve here yet again, Hello, our number one Steelers fan. Welcome, Steve. Hey, thanks. Hi, everyone. Well, man, it's uh, another, you know, big game, big divisional rivalry game, and these teams are uh, are battle, uh, you know, have gone through some battles already. Um, the Steelers have been a really interesting team this year. Uh, they're two and two uh, with a negative 38 point differential. And it's just like, what's going on over there, man? It feels like there's certain things that we thought would be really good about the Steelers and it's just not clicking just yet. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't know if I can ever remember a year with such disconnect between the off season and the regular season. Like, like I, I, I think I, I, I'm sure I always have rose-colored glasses, but I think I had, I think I'm usually pretty realistic, but I, I really thought that that they were looking good this year. Like everything clicked in the off season from the draft through training camp, through preseason. Um, and, and it's just been a 180 since the season started. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. Like both the 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 Houston game and the San Francisco game, I mean they didn't they didn't just get beat badly. They looked terrible in both of those games. They looked really bad. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm at a loss for what's going on. Well, I suppose like the well, I mean I won't say good. I guess uh, coming from like a Ravens fan, but like good from like a Steelers fan perspective of. San Francisco won really, really good yeah. team. Um, and Houston also, I think people were a little bit unsure the first couple of weeks. After the first four weeks, I think they're a team that's trending up too. Yeah, um, I, I was I was impressed with them. I th- I, I thought they, they looked really good. Um, but th- that didn't stop the Steelers from looking really bad. Like, <laughs> just, they, they just couldn't get anything going on either side of the ball. Um you know, at least in the San Francisco game, they had the the, the two minute drill at the end of the first half that looked looked pretty great. Um, but uh, there was almost nothing in the Houston game, nothing at all. There was Najee had a, had a, a couple of nice plays, but um, yeah, other than that, there was there was really nothing positive to to even um, consider from that one. So and. You know the, the 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 biggest the biggest talking point in Steelers land is is uh, uh, Matt Canada. Matt Canada's got to go. That's what everybody's saying. Um, that would be very very un Steeler like to uh, to have a, a mid season firing. It's it's I don't think it's ever happened in my lifetime that I you know certainly I, I'm not aware of of that happening. But uh, it, it could. Uh, Tomlin said at the end of you know his post game presser, he said we have to make some changes. Um, I don't know what that means. Two weeks ago, it meant more. It meant more Matt Canada, so. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I think for myself, looking at this Steelers offense, um, since we're on Canada, I guess we can start with that. You know, I, with Steelers teams in the past, there always seemed to be an identity, whether, you know, it was around running the ball with, with Jerome Bettis or Willie Parker or, you know, the years when they had A.B. and um, 
Martavius Bryant and really airing it out there with Roethlisberger. And I was I was really impressed with Kenny Pickett, um, his rookie year. And after that bye week, you know, obviously he had a lot of turnovers at first. Then they kind of simplified the offense for him. And, you know, maybe he wasn't lighting the world on fire, but certainly seemed to get the offense on the right path. But looking at the team right now, I mean, injuries has been a part of it, obviously. Losing Deontay Johnson, not terribly great, even though, you know, you're still wanting to have a little bit more from him. Um, but it just feels like you're not really seeing this offense really say, hey, we're we're really uh, want to do passing here. We really want to do rushing. Both sides of that equation just seem to kind of be really inconsistent. And I'm not sure which of those two yeah. the Steelers really want to rely on going forward for their best foot forward. And I mean, the Kenny Pickett injury, you know, that, that really doesn't help things either. That just muddies the water further. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, what they, what they have said, you know, pretty explicitly going into the season is that they they want to play bully ball. They they want to be a rush first team. And they just they just haven't been able to get it going. The offensive line has regressed this year. And and uh, you know I'm not I don't I don't know why you know Mason Cole their center um, he was he was decent last year they they had uh, you know last year they had the same five starting offensive linemen for all 17 games which is just unreal and uh, you know they moved on from uh, um, from Kendrick Green and got a new new left guard uh, but. Um, uh, you know the Mason Cole, the center, just has has been off this year, and the, the whole line. You know Dan Green, seem, or uh, is that his name? Dan Dan Moore, left tackle. He seems to have regressed. Sayumalo, who they picked up from the Eagles, seems seems decent, but but he's new, um, and so you know last year it took the, the 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 guys that were new. It took a while for that unit to kind of gel, but once it did, they were they were. Okay, um, but but uh, you know the one change seems to be a significant upgrade from from uh, Kendrick Green to Sayamalo, but it has not resulted in, in improvement in the line. You know the bully ball thing is not happening for them so far. Um, I have been the world's biggest optimist on Najee Harris, um, and and I feel like my my hope has run out this year. I just you know, and I and I know the line is part of it, but even you know when it's not the line, he he's he's he just doesn't seem to be uh, making it happen. Um, Jalen Warren is clearly more explosive than him. Um, neither one of them seems to be. Um, having much success so so that's you know that's what their their identity is supposed to be run first and so when that's not happening it you know makes it makes it hard when you know the plan wasn't to be a pass first team and when their biggest their biggest you know their probably most consistent and reliable passing weapon has been injured all year so yeah i know you guys are saying that the offensive line isn't looking very good. Do you think it's because you're getting in a disadvantage, uh, like third and long situations where the uh, defense can kind of pin their ears back or? Yeah, I, th- that's definitely part of it. Um, and, you know, I think the, the, the play calling has been pretty predictable. Uh, you know, that, that hurts too. 
So, um, yeah, just it, it it feels like they they I, I believe they lead the league in three and outs. I'm not positive about that, but I think so. Um, and it just seems like you know we get to get stuffed on a run, and then we have third and long, and and uh, they haven't converted very many of those. I was listening to a podcast today, like you know, where has the Steeler offense been successful? It's basically been the hope for the occasional big play. They've had a you know they've had a couple like you know double explosive plays, uh, you know, but when that when they when they don't get that big one, like they they can't get anything going, like and just march the ball up the field. Just other than that one drive against San Francisco, it just hasn't happened at all. Yeah, well, I feel like um, you know for this matchup, um, you know I think Pickett's health is still up in the air. It's it's still a little early, so we're n- we're not exactly sure if he's going to play or not. But I, signs aren't looking yeah. great. Um, I do feel like from you know per- the perspective of being able to make a big play, um, you know Trubisky played pretty well. Uh, was it like two mm-hmm. years ago when uh, the Ravens played him? And uh, you know I I feel like you know I I don't. I don't know if necessarily want to say trap game because I mean I guess this is like a road game, but um, you know it, it, it's a matchup I think where you know I think the Ravens defense uh, definitely kind of has to take a look at this and be like you know this guy has done some damage in the past. Um, I agree. Like I, I feel like from the wide receiver room as well, it's like you still got guys who yeah. can play. It's really just a matter of like you know a couple things go right, you can get them the ball. Um, I think some damage can be done, and with a new quarterback probably playing. Um, you know, I think that that kind of adds a little bit of an extra variable in the mix. Um, you know, obviously I feel like the, the kind of story for the Steelers offense right now is just things are stale. They're not really working right. Well, you know, even though you may not want to make a change of quarterback, uh, you know, when that does happen, it can change things up a little bit. So, you know, I think, um, I, I feel like the passing game for me is probably one area that I would be a little bit concerned with. Um, you know, especially if, um, Marlon Humphrey isn't able to come back. Um, you know, I think like a guy like George Pickens. Honestly, I don't know who would match up well with him. Maybe Brandon Stevens, I guess. He's probably the biggest corner that we have right now. Darby's kind of on the smaller side. Rock's a little bit on the smaller side. Um, but I feel a lot better about Marlowe playing that matchup than maybe Stevens. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's a guy I think I'd be a little bit worried about. Yeah, I, I, I it, it's entirely possible that with uh, um, with Trubisky in there, that they open it up a little, maybe try to get a little more aggressive. Um, but I don't know. Again, play calling. I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 still the same playbook and the same play caller. So um, you know, I think think um, Trubisky, for better or worse, might be willing to let it rip more. Um, but that could <laughs> all too often be for worse. <laughs> well, Steve, like, I'm, I'm a little confused. So, you know, we see the injury doesn't look great. Uh, MRI makes it sound like they're like, oh, maybe they're optimistic. MRI makes it sound like, well, they have a bye week the next week. So maybe uh, they won't play this week. Like, is there any yeah. other reports that you've gotten out of that? Or is that kind of where we're at? Uh, yeah, no, I've, I, you know, this, I was just, just pulled up an article right now. It, it says bone bruise, left knee, muscle strain. Doors open for him to play week five, uh, but the team, uh, you know, with the week we was having a week six bye. Um, I I'm I'm not expecting him to play. 
I'm 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 guessing that he's that he's that he's not going to play, but I haven't heard anything uh, more than that. It's yeah. a Rappaport rumor. I feel like you can't get into false sense of security. I remember the first time we watched the game with you, the away game last year. Uh, Piggy got knocked out. Mr. Brexy came in. It was a ball game, nonetheless. And um, yeah, yeah, that's right. And yeah, and and like. I mean, we saw Minshew beat us instead of AR. So, like, <laughs> you know, we 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 know that this matchup. The Steelers have won six out of the last ten. You know, they're ahead in the past five seasons. So, yeah. Uh, you know, Lamar's been conveniently missing a lot of games <laughs> in the last five years yeah. against you guys. Yeah. So that might right. be part of it. But at the same time, oh, for sure. you know, we gotta we gotta. Uh, we gotta get our acting gear from our perspective against the Steelers. So you know it's a divisional game. I, I it's it, yes, we won twenty eight to three, and you guys spanked uh, Cleveland as well. But typically these games are really close. Um, yeah, and and I would not I would not say we spanked Cleveland. We had two defensive touchdowns and <laughs> won by five points. So I mean, <laughs> it was not you know. They, they didn't beat them with their offense. <laughs> a little bit of an escape That's there. Fair. I mean, that is that is the yeah. really interesting thing about this Ravens-Steelers matchup, right? It's like it never matters which team is better going in. And it also doesn't ever seem to matter who the quarterback is. I mean, look, we've had games, what was it, um, 2012, the home game uh, against Pittsburgh for the Ravens. Uh, the year Ravens went to, most recently went to the Super Bowl. Steelers won that game on a last-minute field goal with Charlie Batch starting. And then oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, 2015, uh, Steelers going to the playoffs. I think they'd get, end up going to the AFC Championship that game that year. Obviously, we had a slew of injuries, and we're starting the late Ryan Mallett. And Ravens come out with, with, on a victory with there. And there's <laughs> other games we could pull out yeah. here where – yeah. Uh, well, yeah. A couple of years ago, with uh, with RG three, right. Yep. right. So, yep. so you guys, you guys had clinched. You had nothing to play for, and put RG three in there, and yeah. <laughs> killed it. Yeah. So it's funny. We're spending so much time talking about, you know, obviously is Pickett or Trubisky going to play, and it might not matter because it's probably going to be a competitive game no matter what. You know, it's it's yeah. It's just such a really interesting and, rivalry. It is. It's it, it, and. It, you know the history of the rivalry is is the the only thing that gives me uh, hope for it to you know to to have a chance to be a good game because like you know when when I look at it objectively there's there's it there's there's not a lot of reason to be uh, optimistic but uh, but uh, gosh was it two years ago I was similarly pessimistic and the Steelers won that one that that was. Uh, uh, that was the the famed uh, you know two point failed two point conversion yeah, yeah. business. Fun stuff. Yeah, those controversies are kind of over now, right? Like we haven't heard we haven't heard well, about that for a while. So far, let's not hold our breath. It's only been four weeks. You know, let's not do victory laps yet with that. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. Sheesh. <laughs> Hey Steve, here's a question, uh, kind of last question I have on like the offensive guys. So, um, have you seen much uh, from either Broderick Jones or um, was it Darnell Washington? Um, have those guys like I know Jones is is playing behind um, more? I think you talked about, 
But um, but what about Washington? Have you seen him at all? Has he shown uh, anything much? A little. Um, he he had a pretty good reception against the the uh, against Houston late. He you know he looked he looked pretty fast and strong. Um, I, you know I thought it was a pretty pretty impressive rep. Uh, Broderick Jones. Um, so so um, Dan Moore went out with an injury um, Sunday, and I haven't heard any more about that since then. But I haven't really looked either. It kind of, you know, we've all been kind of expecting at some point in the season that, you know, Broderick Jones was going to get eased into that job. So this could be, you know, the 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 impetus of things just kind of working themselves out. That that uh, uh, you know that he's he is going to stay. And and it's you know I'm not I'm not very good at judging linemen on tape but from what i understand he he did fine on sunday you know i don't think he i don't think he stood out but i don't think in in either a good way or a bad way um so i i haven't seen much to to judge him on but uh but uh, uh this past sunday was the first time that he you know that he had much significant play time and it went okay um yeah so you know, neither neither one of them has, you know, has done anything super impressive yet. But also, neither one of them has, you know, has felt like like oh, that was a mistake. Like you know, I think they're 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 both um, as expected in that they haven't done very much. Yeah. Um, so you know, um, Joey Porter, you know, I, I just so. Not to jump around, but just kind of thinking rookies, uh, like like he's looked good, um, and he he hasn't played very. He's only played dime, but but he's looked very good, um, and uh, their uh, defensive uh, lineman um, his name in a minute, but he's looked he's looked really good. But but uh, uh, Washington and Jones haven't really done too much yet. Yeah, trading Claypool for uh, Joey Porter Jr. was quite the gambit. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> I will elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> so I will say, you know, I've been keeping an eye on Washington myself as a guy who who liked him in the draft process and, and has him in some dynasty leagues. And he's managing to play like 20% of snaps and getting absolutely no targets. So no, <laughs> that's not much. I think he might have two catches. I, I, it, it, his his catch Sunday looked pretty good. Like there you he, go. Okay, he had a, he had a nice little nice little run after catch, stiff arm, and uh, yeah, it got a first down. You know he had to he had to he had to run to the sticks for the first down, and he got it. Um, so it, it was you know it's it's one small thing, but it it looked looked nice. And uh, not to belabor the whole George Pickens thing, particularly with the, the recent Ojabo news, I think the more interesting storyline for Ravens fans is actually Calvin Austin. He has a little vendetta against the Ravens for you know picking a punter before him when we clearly were interested <laughs> in him. So, And I know he's been having a little bit of uh, a show the, the, at the beginning of the year here. You know, he's been getting targets, been more involved in the offense. Uh, so I'm curious if he'll be able to uh, you know, show him who's boss. <laughs> you know, I know I feel like he wants to, so... I'm definitely going to keep an eye on Mr. Calvin. Yeah, and you know if if uh, um, you know if Mitch Trubisky was going to grip it and rip it, that would be a good way to go. Uh, you just you know send uh, uh, send Austin running down the field with his hand up. So. <laughs> 
I guess uh, kind of going over to the defense, the thing that scares me the most is we don't know what our tackle situation is from a Ravens perspective. Stanley may or may not be healthy, may or not be able to play. Uh, Moses may or may not be healthy. And that leads us to McCary and Falele, which we saw against Garrett and um, now I'm like, I'm, I'm Mr. Cleveland's name. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> we have him now. Yeah. Yeah. He has now. <laughs> Clowney's no, on our team. Uh, oh, the old Raven. Sidarius. Uh, Sidarius. Sidarius. Yeah. There he is. Uh, but, you know, we saw how that went. It wasn't great. Uh, you guys have quite the combo as well, right? You have Watt, you have Highsmith. Uh, yeah, that, that's the one. That's the one unit. Well, okay, so special teams kicking both uh, place kicker and punter have been good, but other other than that, <laughs> outside linebacker has been really the one consistently positive unit on the on the whole squad. Uh, so you know, obviously, you know, Watt is amazing. Highsmith has has had a great season too. Um, and and depth as well because you know Herbig has been good when he's played, and uh, Marcus Golden uh, is actually the number three, um, and uh, and he's got a couple sacks as well. So that the the outside linebackers is the really the the one bright spot on 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 the whole unit right now. Um, so as a, as a fan, you know. <laughs> Not displeased to hear that that tackle is uh, up in the air for you guys. <laughs> no, I, it's it's definitely. I, I mean, I, I think it's it's the area that I would imagine the Steelers are going to to try and um and try and attack there. Uh, like we said, we don't know the health, but signs aren't looking terribly good at the moment. Um, you know, and then the Ravens did, I think, an, an a fine job against the Browns. I mean, Lamar did still get sacked three times and. Several times he had to escape the the pocket to deliver the throw or to run, but um, yeah, a, a lot of having to use uh, Patrick Ricard in there to help out with blocking. Um, Gus Ebers running back did some good job picking up blocks as well. But it's it's interesting. I don't know which of those two um, edge rushing groups are better. I mean, because Miles Garrett is clearly a, an absolute freak of nature, but I mean, so is T.J. Watt as well, and Alec Highsmith and Zadarius Smith aren't you know are still really good players as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of going to be this, the same exact story for the Ravens. If we already had this challenge uh, against Cleveland, uh, now we're just going to have it again a second time. So two weeks in a row. But I guess that also plays into the Steelers' um, hands as well because now they can look on tape and how the Ravens attacked uh, yeah. attacked that and see, you know, at least know what to look out for and we'll see what, what the Ravens try the same and what they do different. How many how many sacks do the Browns get? Uh, three sacks on Lamar. Yeah, so you know you you guys remember that not too long ago the Steelers had that you know record run of consecutive games with snaps uh, with at least one sack, fifty five, fifty six. I don't remember <laughs> where what number it finally ended at, um, but it did end while while TJ was was injured, um, and. Uh, they actually did not get a sack against Houston, which was which was stunning. That was supposed to be, you, you, that was that was supposed to be, you know, their 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 best advantage in that matchup. Uh, and and not only you know, is, you know Steelers pass rush supposed to be their strength, but Houston's line was decimated. They had they had several injuries. They had a couple guys that were 
called up from the practice squad that were playing. They had Kendrick Green, who was a disaster for us. And, uh, you know, so... Um, they 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 got in the second half. They started to get some pressure, but they never got got uh, they never got all the way there. One thing we talked about in the last episode was that Cameron Hayward is on IR. That's not great for yep. you guys. Uh, yeah. One question I had was uh, how has Demarvin Leal been playing? Uh, he was a guy I remember from the draft process. I wasn't most keen on, but some people did like. So I'm wondering how he's looking so far. Uh, he he looked good the other uh, against Houston. He had a um, he he got he might have had a quarterback hit. Um, n- none of the none of their linemen has really popped. Uh, but uh, um, but Keanu Benton and Leal have both looked promising. So, so I I don't I I think I believe they each have one sack. You know, but but. They they haven't they haven't. I would not say that that overall defensive line has been a strength for them this year. I don't know that it's I don't know that it's been a glaring weakness, but uh, it hasn't been a strength. They're, they've gotten run all over. Um, uh, in um, yeah, I heard the, the uh, three of their first four games they've given up over 120 yards rushing, and that hasn't happened in uh, like 50 years wow. or something. Yeah. It looks like uh, Leal also exited the game against Houston with a concussion. Oh. Hmm. So, uh, I from like a depth perspective, I know he plays the same position as uh, as Hayward, yeah. but I didn't uh, remember that. we'll have to see throughout the week if he's able to, to make it back through protocol. So I'm looking back at, at the notes we did in the offseason um, for our State of the Division episode, and I know you guys signed two uh, veteran uh, interior linebackers who really um, were looked at as, as really good run defenders in uh, Holcomb and, and Roberts. Um, how have they been doing uh, in run defense? Have they been as advertised or, I mean, based on what you said at the onset of the show, uh, I'm guessing yeah, <laughs> there might be some missed expectations I mean, there. <laughs> based on, based on the, 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 the results, um, you know, not good. Now, both of those guys, like, they've they've both had some like some pretty pretty uh you know impressive splash moments like you know where where they've they've had a big stick i, I remember that there was uh i think it was against um uh against the raiders so landon roberts had it they the you know the raiders had like a fourth and a foot or something and and uh landon roberts you know came in there and stuffed stuffed the sneak and and uh, that was pretty impressive so so like using the you know my my casual like fan eyes non non film watcher you know i i don't go back and and break down film and watch watch reruns and you know re- re- replays of everything you know, as a casual fan, I feel like both of them have, um, you know, have looked good because they've had impressive moments. But like I said, the the result, overall results haven't been good. And I know, you know, people people I know that do watch tape more carefully have not been very impressed with uh, with them. So, I you know, I couldn't give you details about you know about about why, but the, I guess the results speak for themselves if you know the, the the browns gashed them 49ers gashed them the, <laughs> the texans gashed but them. you stopped the raiders they were able to stop <laughs> they, yeah they stopped josh jacobs so but so is everyone <laughs> they had, they had, they had, 
Yeah. <laughs> Until last week. <laughs> was that that was more of a volume thing though? I mean, they just kept giving him the football. If you don't have 150 yards the, against the Chargers and no, you're Josh I Jacobs, I, I think it. that's a failure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, he had a bunch of he had a bunch of receiving yards too. I think. I guess the Ravens wide receiver situation not particularly clear at the moment. Bateman missed last week. Uh, Odell, who was apparently had like a minor injury and was going to be manageable, he, well, he's missed. Uh, so I don't know about that. And uh, what do you? How do you feel like your secondary is going to be able to match up against those players? Patrick Peterson has has looked slow. <laughs> Um, he, he's, uh, you know, technique is, is, it still seems to be, seems to be great, but he gets beat. And, uh, um, so a little, uh, nervous about, uh, about Zay Flowers. Um, he's fast, right? A little bit. The, the, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they've got three out of four, uh, defensive backs are new this year. Or wait, no, sorry. Levi Wallace is not. Yeah, so so uh, Levi Wallace and and uh, Mike Fitzpatrick, but the other you know Keanu New Neil and Patrick Peterson are new and uh, um, Desmond King. Desmond King. King. Now he, yeah he uh, he's not a starter on defense. I believe this this uh, last game was the first for his first uh, time he had a hat and he was mainly a returner. Um, I don't I don't remember seeing him on defense. Um, but uh, but uh, Wallace, Levi Wallace, and Patrick Peterson have both gotten beaten a lot. Um, people are, are calling for Joey Porter to start starting over uh, Wallace. I don't I don't know that that's going to happen. You know until maybe after the bye. Um, so yeah, I think they're I think they're they're uh, defensive backs are beatable. Minka's great, of course, but he keeps getting called for penalties, some of which I think are questionable, but it is what it is. <laughs> it it's interesting. I feel like um I feel like for the next off season it might be good to kinda of have you on to talk a little bit about just like uh almost like the GMs around the, the division. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm looking at this defensive roster and I have lots of questions about what new GM Omar Khan is hmm. doing um over here because yeah, I I don't know. Levi Wallace, he's a, he's a decent player at a Buffalo. Um, but now, I mean, looking kind of at the depth chart, I mean, he's your top guy. And yeah, if he's already kind of been clamoring to be replaced, that's not great. Patrick Peterson, obviously, I mean, he, he has been a fantastic player. but He's 33. Um, yeah, like you said, just like from from what we've seen so far, it's like some of the physical traits, I mean, they're falling off. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the Steelers have obviously, I mean, they've let... They've let a lot of guys, a lot of guys walk. Um, you know, I think uh, you know Mike Hilton was a guy who was really good. Ended up going to the Bengals and was playing really well yeah. for them. Um, I mean, hell, even uh, Millette <laughs> actually had a pretty good game yeah. for us uh, against the Browns. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a. I feel like it's one of those situations too. Like if the Steelers didn't take Joey Porter Jr., they'd really be yeah. critical. Uh, um, yeah, and and then. Um, um, Oh, they're the guy that got injured. Their seventh rounder, Trice, Corey Trice. Uh, so would be interesting to see how he'd be looking. I think, as as far as the the GM, I've been in, impressed with Omar Khan, and and uh, um, but I do think that the the one 
decision that I that I personally second guess is is uh, Patrick Peterson over uh, Cameron Sutton uh because uh Cameron Sutton was their was their you know their their one significant free agent that they lost and i i feel like you know what he signed for versus what they're paying Peterson i i feel like they could have made that work the 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 problem well yeah i guess i guess you know Phil he he was he was their their nickel corner and uh um you know, I, I don't know. If maybe philosophical question: If you want to pay out your nickel corner, you know, twelve, thirteen million. But, um, but I, I think it would have been good to keep him. Um, Levi Wallace, um, y- you know, at, at the time during the off season, uh, you know, th- that seemed like a that seemed like a a, a smart decision. Uh, you know, they they let their they're, uh, I'm trying to, I can't, I can't even think right now who was their other uh, boundary corner last year, but they let him go because he had, uh, oh, um, Witherspoon, Akella Witherspoon. Uh, you know, he did not have a good season. Wallace Wallace played pretty well last year, and it made sense to keep Wallace and, and let Witherspoon go. Um, and, uh, um, you know, with n- nobody under any uh, you know illusion that that uh, Levi Wallace was you know was was uh, going to be Darrell Re- Revis or anything like that. He just was a you know a solid number two cornerback, and he's been up and down. I mean, you know, he, he he's gotten he's gotten beat a fair amount of times enough that that uh, a lot of fan base is unhappy. But he's had some he's had some good moments too. Um, so in fact, I, I think against, against Houston, he probably, you know, I think he was better than Peterson, uh, on, on Sunday. Anything else you want to talk about or score predictions, bold predictions? Um, well, like I said earlier, they, you know, the, the, the history of the rivalry is the, uh, the, the only thing preventing me from going like 30 to 10 <laughs> but i just but i don't think it will be uh you know i still i still am am, am not uh uh not optimistic so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say ravens 24 16 that'll be my my score prediction i, I think uh, i think uh boswell's gonna have uh score a bunch because they're going to get field goals and not touchdowns defensive defensive touchdown and and three field goals <laughs> what's your uh bold prediction um how about a uh uh splash play by little brother a little brother hayward no uh uh we'll say we'll say a, a 40 40 plus yard uh play from uh uh trubisky to to hayward so that'll be my bold prediction. Isn't he their fullback? Yeah, well, <laughs> tight tight end, tight yeah. end. He he kind of he's you okay. know he plays a little yeah. little age back, little fullback, but technically technically he's a tight end, and and he okay. he does sometimes go down the seam, and uh, you know so I don't I don't if if he gets that play, it's not going to be forty yards in the air, uh, but it could you know it could be twenty yards in the air and a long run after so. Uh, so that'll be that'll be my bold prediction. 
<laughs> so Vegas is a, a fun one. They have uh, the Ravens fair by four and a half over under 38.5. So they expect a low scoring game. I imagine, you know, the state of the offense on your guys' side with the questions a quarterback might be pulling down that number. And uh, I kind of feel like that's kind of on the right track. I do think the Ravens win this game. I, de- I don't think it'll be a blow away. Um, I, I'm thinking maybe they win by two scores, but no more. So to me, maybe, uh, you know, man, it's kind of similar to your score. Like I feel like around 24 ish for the Ravens maybe. Um, and then I'll, maybe I'll say 17. We'll give you two tutties and a field goal. Um, or maybe, maybe they'll go for two, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> call back to earlier. So I'll go with, uh, yeah, 24, 17, not just to like, you know, prices right you there, but I feel like that's right around the money, you know? So here we go. And then for my, <laughs> my bold prediction is going to be, I like Warren a lot. I don't like Najee has been well-documented. <laughs> you've 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 been proven fairly right in that um i'm gonna say we hold you guys for under 45 rushing yards all right yeah um i am also gonna say close game um i'm a little concerned about this game for the ravens i think that this is a perfect spot if any there's ever been a perfect spot for the steelers to really come in focused and get things back on track you got a home game uh division your arch rival there um that they could come out here firing they really could um it'll be really interesting if the ravens can pull off a win because then it'll be by week five we'll have had a win in every uh stadium in the afc um north i was looking back on it um this will be the only other time we've we've ever finished our tour of the opposing stadiums uh, by week five was uh, 2018. We did not go three and zero during that stretch. We went one and two in in that tour. Um, but yeah, really interesting scheduling quirk to be done with your road division games this early in the season. But wow, that's nice. Yeah, that's really interesting. Should hopefully be an advantage down the stretch. We'll see how the season plays out. But sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think we're all thinking along the same lines. I'm going to go 22 to 17. We'll put that uh, that two pointer in there for the Ravens um, could certainly see this coming down to the fourth quarter. And then Ravens have to have to churn out a drive there to, to get that, that final score to put them over the top. And I think a, a way they'll be able to do it is by attacking the interior of the, of the Steelers defense, ride the Gus bus to 125 plus yards. I think we're going to see a, a big game from him. D- couldn't really get him going too well against Cleveland played well, but I mean, it's a really tough run defense. I think that, with JK out really want to the the Ravens really want to get Gus some work. And I think this is a great opportunity for them too. I love that bull prediction, Peter. Um, would love to see more work from the Gus bus, but, uh, I'll, I'll go a little bit different here. Um, I feel like, I feel like last week we were all in unison. That was going to be a close game and then it wasn't. So I feel like in the spirit here, I'm going to change it up a little bit. I'll say the Ravens score a lot. I'm going to say they hit over 30. They haven't done that in a while. Um, so I'm going to say, uh, how about 31-13 Ravens? Um, and the main thing right now is, it, I mean, it's honestly just the 
what we talked about at the top, the Steelers' identity yeah. on offense. It's just a little, it's it's a little fragmented right now. Ravens' defense is playing really well, and yes, I know they had the game against the Colts, but weather, uh, trap game, you know, whatever you want to call it, it wasn't the right game. Um, I fully believe they'll be prepared. Uh, the away game of Pittsburgh, I think next week, the uh, the London game, I think that could be an opportunity no. for a trap yeah. game. Just oh. a little bit are you, of a spoiler, are you guys but. playing in London? Is it? The Titans. Okay. Um, but anyway, 31-13 Ravens. Uh, my bold prediction will be, you know what? I think uh, I think Andrew stacks his games. I think this is another good opportunity for him to, to, to be fed the ball. Um, I'm going to say that he gets at least another touchdown. You know what's crazy? We The Ravens have not scored 30 points in a game since week three of last year. I didn't realize it had been that long, but then when Chris said we haven't done it in a while, I had to look it up. It's not not since uh, that game in Foxborough last year. I forgot that game even existed. <laughs> I was reminded of it earlier uh, with the, the red zone efficiency, and I was like, oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> I mean, it was such an outlier for what last year was, right? Just the offense just being able to do whatever they wanted, and yeah. It's easy to misplace that one as being from a different year. <laughs> I, I heard a, um, just a remarkable uh, Steelers stat uh, today. Uh, I, I I can't remember. It was it was the, it was about it was about blowout wins, and uh, I believe. Let's see, what did they lose? They thirty was thirty to uh, six, right? So that was that was twenty four points. I think that was the difference. So they, they, I think it was. I think it was twenty-four points. Was that was the the margin that they were talking about? Uh, they've been beaten by that much or more. I think it was twenty-four points. Twenty-four points or more, uh, six times in the last twenty-eight games. Um, and uh, you know, so since since it was, you know, week twelve of twenty twenty-one. Before that, from from ni- from 1998 to the end of the 2020 season, or I suppose to week 11 of 2021, they had they were blown out six times. Wow! <laughs> so in in 22 in 22 years they were blown out six times, and then they've been blown out six times in the last 28 games. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, so it's not all the offense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not all Matt Canada. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Steve, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate yeah. it. It was really insightful, and I think it gave us a good lens of what to expect. Uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll be back next week to talk about the game and see who won. And for now, go Ravens, and we'll talk to you. All right, go Steelers. Week. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and go Orioles. <laughs> <laughs> go Orioles. <laughs>